just a quick warning, we're going to be talking about death, war, time travel, doppelgangers, existentialism, obviously the theory of relativity, lost lovers across the times, atomic bombs, debriding, colonization, and probably some other stuff. So buckle in, and if you're not willing, then just maybe skip these next few episodes. everyone, welcome to another episode of A Hopeless Endeavor, a Joanna Newsom podcast. My name is Sam. We're going to see the Bering Strait, Sam. We're going to see the Bering Strait animal. <laughs> Wait, who are you? Hi. I'm Nikki. I'm Nikki. I'm so excited. I had a little epiphany today, which is like always... I don't know if I'm going to be able to articulate it into English, so like oh you don't mean like (laughs) you had this epiphany in french and you need to translate it you mean like getting the idea from your brain to your mouth okay exactly (laughs) exactly getting the idea from my brain to my mouth is gonna be a challenge i already know okay so that's not ideal for the podcasting form but if i can do it like i'm so excited to because especially it's like night it's really refreshing when you're talking for we've already talked for five hours Mm. about this song ish Mm -hmm. So this is part six, by the way, of Waltz of the 101st Lightborn. Mm. Yeah. We so should it's so that. refreshing. Yeah, we shouldn't say that. Um, it's, it's so refreshing when you can like revisit it and you're like, oh my God, I've spent so much time thinking about this fucking song and now I have one tiny little extra theory about it. I'm glad that you do because I <laughs> don't. <laughs> so I'm glad I mean, we balance out in that way. It's just a bunch of shit about bridges basically ah okay yeah love a good bridge yeah bridges and islands and time travel but not really we'll see okay anyway um you know i think that on the podcast we should start we should not talk to each other before we start and then Mm. be like how are you sam because it feels weird to just jump right in because like guys like we haven't checked in with not each other sam and i have checked in with each other but we haven't like you know settled into the podcast space yet yeah yeah you mean like we can't just start reading the reading yeah. the <laughs> seems weird to be like okay let's get to work now <laughs> what about the bearing straight and the golden gate just, just so fucking cold yeah i don't think i have any intro stuff yeah, me either. <laughs> we talked time. for 45 minutes before getting into the <laughs> We did record just a few days ago, too. So <laughs> yeah. that's probably why. Um, I didn't realize that there were two, and maybe I did, and this is just like present me, not remembering past me's research, but there are two, at least two articles on Blessing All the Birds about waltz. There's Delving into Divers, Waltz of the Hundred First Lightborn, and then there's also Lowlands Away in Waltz of the Hundred First Lightborn, which I feel like we probably, I feel like I read Lowlands Away, the uh, sea shanty in one of our earlier episodes. Maybe not. (laughs) I don't know either. I don't, I'm not sure. But like, I, I do know, yeah, because we started recording about this more than a month ago, Yeah, I think for the first time. So I did read both those Blessing of the Birds articles for last recording session mm-hmm. or not last the time before last recording session but i don't remember anything anymore and i don't remember what we discussed on the podcast that's fine but there are oh. those two articles out there so go read yes. those because as always and they're amazing 
Yeah, they've been linked in the show notes too this whole time. Oh, so perfect. just like check the descriptions and always go see everything that Blessing All the Birds does. Um, yeah. All right, I guess we just get into the lyrics. <laughs> <laughs> Weird. All right. Sam, I will leave the honors up to you. Okay, scrolling, 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 scrolling through my notes. Here we are. Does this, does this on your notes in your world start with a, is this whole verse up uh, in parentheses? Uh, yeah. Oh, you know what? Uh, hold on. Stay, stay, okay. stay there. Don't go anywhere. Okay. I, I'm at <laughs> home, so I have the actual lyrics. Oh, yay. Hold on. Oh, my God. Okay. None of the divers' lyrics were in divers. They were in the half one on me. So I had to tear everything out. I heard like flipping of papers. Mm -hmm. And I was like, what what files is she going through right now? All of the finals I have being like, where did I put it? I must have like had a few drinks because all of none of the vinyls were in the right, like uh, in the right albums either. Like East was in divers, divers was in heaven on me. Um, it's a whole thing. (laughs) Okay. So yes, even on the official lyrics, um, this entire verse is, uh, in parentheses. Okay. Yeah. So that's nice. Okay. I think. (sighs) Yeah. I think it's nice to not exactly sure what to make of it, but let's, yeah, you go ahead and read it. You know what though? You know what is interesting? In the last verse we covered, and this is not in my notes, but um, certain phrases in the last verse, starting with, there was a time we were lashed to the prow in the war between us and our ghosts. Words that are capitalized are also italicized. So you, I, now, right here, inches, miles, years. Interesting. Okay. Mm -hmm. And then there's some italicized stuff coming up, too. Okay. Okay. Flag the the italics that Mm -hmm. when they come up. Okay, Okay, and she sings. But I saw the Bering Strait and the Golden Gate in silent suspension of their golden age, and you can barely tell if I guard it well where I have been and seen pristine unfelled. So no italicization yet, but okay, it's a coming. So I'm so fucking stoked about this verse um uh i've always loved the uh, there's something so like for me mysterious and compelling and intriguing about the you can barely tell if i guard it well line Mm. and i like we'll unpack it or we'll try to at least but that's like my (laughs) the first thing that i have about this verse is just that i have always loved it because of how mysterious it is and do you, is it mysterious? Like, I think my first impression of that line is, like, keeping something a secret. Like, if yes. I, like, um, what's the what's the expression? Like, showing face, giving face. Mm. If I... Show your cards? Show your cards. Sure. That's, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um. <laughs> That'll do. Similar enough. Uh, yeah, exactly. So... So I think what my theory is about this verse, I think, is that this woman, I don't know what the logistics of this are exactly, but this woman has 
experienced time travel herself. So like her soldier partner is going out and doing some time traveling. But I think that my interpretation of this verse is that she is also a time traveler. And I think that I get the vibe here that she's like, I've seen some shit guys. Like she's Mm -hmm. like this like wizened person who has traveled through time somehow. And yet for some reason she has to keep that guarded a little bit. Like she has to keep that a little bit of a secret and can't quite let on to the people around her that she's actually seen the stuff that she's in fact seen. Mm. But then like also deliciously, like, it comes through a little bit, even though she's like trying to keep it a secret. There's like something so wizened or so affected by what she's seen before that like it, it, it affects her so deeply that even though she's trying to hide it, she a little bit seeps through still. Oh God, I love that. So she has this like uh, greater knowledge of this greater knowledge generally that other people don't have and the secret here is that she like can't expose it for whatever reason that she knows so my first like automatic tie to other things we've talked about um is the last line pristine unfelled Mm. and that made me think a lot about the fall of man and the garden of eden oh shit man yes so to tie in your idea i feel like this verse is a lot of like i know how wrong shit has gotten well in every tense right i know how wrong shit has been how bad shit is how bad shit will get And it's hard to stand in the middle of that and, like, know what choice to make. Like, constantly, like, I am so into that. Oh, my God. I'm so into the the Garden of Eden reference specifically, especially because in the fucking next line, she says, I had a dream that I walked in the garden. I know. She's, like, straight up bringing that up pretty much. I did not think of that at all. Excellent job, Sam. Very, very, very impressed with that little <laughs> insight there. That's great. And I think that you're right. It is like, I've seen, I've seen what's going to happen. I've been, I've, oh my God. So I think that maybe then like the fall of man here is what the advent of time travel. Is that what you, is that what you, you, Ooh, I don't know. Or is it just, is it just living <laughs> like the way, human nature? Yeah, I think I had tied it more to just human nature and especially the nature of man. So I reread Melissa Martruana's article, The um, Waltz of the Hundred First Lightborn, where um, she talks a lot about themes that we mention constantly, like um, man is often shown to be active. So the quote here is, um, in literature, according to Barthes, man is often shown to be active and moving, while woman is often shown to be immobile and attached to a place. So I think in this verse, I was thinking as like Eve through the ages, like no matter how progressive we get, no matter how, no matter what dimension we're in, what time, what space, these, these constructs keep appearing. And I feel a lot of like how frustrating that is and how immobile that is and how impossible it is to break out of that as humans and like you know we said in the last episode i'm sure like we're just escaping this earth that we've we've 
you know, burnt to shit and that isn't working and we've destroyed with all of these wars and wars and wars. And no matter how hard we try, it just keeps, it just keeps going. Beautiful with all of like the cyclical themes of this album too, right? Yeah. Like, super beautiful. Ugh, I love it. Yeah, excellent. Like I'm stunned by that inside. I can't <laughs> talk anymore. It's great. Um, yeah, okay. So... Interesting. So what if, like, this is Eve narrating? <laughs> I don't know. I'm, like, going on these tangents right now. Or these, like, not tangents, but... Eve um, as a narrator like, is really ones. cool. Yeah. Yeah. I like I that a lot. I can tell if I guard it well, where I've been and seen Pristine Unfeld. So, like, I've been to the place that's pristi- pristine. I've been to the place before it fell. And, like, mm-hmm. who's the only woman narrator who was at the place before it fell? Yeah. Before the fall of man? It was Eve. Yeah and interesting pristine is such a precise word too so um pristine can mean (laughs) remaining in a pure state without human alteration Mm. remaining free from dirt or decay um of relating to or typical of the earliest time or condition primitive or original oh my god (laughs) what the fuck oh my god (laughs) so i'm thinking of pristine as not only like um eve and i love the idea of her as a possible narrator but also like uh man without sin right like before 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 we've done all of these awful things and we've destroyed all of these worlds with war like the very earliest people's which would be Adam and Eve. Right, right. Right? At, at least according to, like, that that narrative. Right. Yeah, totally. I think it could also, yeah, I think this might be in line with what you were saying before, too, that it could just be less, like, more metaphor- metaphorical than that, and it could be, yeah, just before, like, we, like, whatever, the industrial age or something. Like sure. Some, whatever, whatever fall of yeah. man could be. Before the first too, war. Like, yeah, even. exactly. Like, before yeah. we started this cycle of destruction yeah um so actually one of the questions i had might inform these sorts of questions or like if we were to be able to come up with an answer to one of the questions i had which i don't think we're going to be able to do but this sort of ties in at least to some questions i was asking about the first two lines in this verse so but i saw the bearing street and the golden gate um in in that um like there's this question of when w- when the narrator has been. It's mm-hmm. hard to phrase that, but like w- what she's talking about, um, what point that she's from, I guess. Um, because when I was looking up, so wait, is it okay if I transition into bearing straight golden gates? Yeah, yeah, stuff? yep, go for okay. it. So when we can re- we can come back to the the last part of this verse too because it's fascinating. Okay, so bearing straight golden gate stuff. I was looking into it and. The genius annotations for it suggest the two bridges. So the Bering Strait, let's do the Golden Gate Bridge first. So obviously the Golden Gate Bridge is a bridge in San Francisco. It connects um, San Francisco to this other marina that I forget the name of or this other little like landmass. But um, it's a suspension bridge. It's like obviously the most like iconic suspension bridge, at least for Americans. Um, okay, so that's one of the bridges. And then maybe the Bering Strait Bridge could refer to 
So I was looking, I was doing some research on this today, and apparently in 2011, Russia agreed to build a bridge in between. So the the Bering Strait is this, um, it is the shortest point that connects Russia to America. So uh, if you think like of the map, go all the way east, the mm-hmm. easternmost point of Russia, and then if you're thinking of the traditional map, like scoot it on over a little bit. <laughs> okay, if you keep going east, then you're gonna hit um, the westernmost point of Alaska. Okay, so the Bering Strait is the shortest stretch of ocean between those two points. And um, yeah, in 2011, Russia agreed to do like this fucking $25 billion bridge, this project where they were gonna build a suspension bridge between um, between those two landmasses to, which would be crazy, right? Because then that would be like, that would mean you could drive from America to Europe. Mm-hmm. Like that would be nuts. Um, the construction of that would be so wild too, because it's so fucking cold. It's all ice. Wild. It would be How wild. How would you even do that? But Russia agreed to it. It's just like the States haven't gotten on board. Shit's complicated. Yeah. <laughs> obviously with Russia. Um, but Okay, so that was approved. And so people were speculating on Genius that these lines referred to the potential Bering Strait Bridge and the Golden Gate Bridge. And um, on Genius, the person who was writing about it was saying, like, look, that means that uh, probably our narrator has seen the future because um, she's seen in the future when this bridge gets erected between the two landmasses and... Um, maybe even further than that when the bridges fall, like after it's been so long that the bridges are no longer standing. Um, but I was looking a little bit more into this and, and sorry, one other thing to bolster that point, the genius point mm-hmm. is that in the next line, she says in silent suspension of their golden, golden age and they're both suspension bridges. So that's like a cool little like allusion to that idea. Um, which I think, I'm not saying that the genius annotation is wrong. I'm just thinking of like another supplemental um, interpretation. Yep. So I was looking up just the Bering Street and the Golden Gate without the bridge, uh, like sort of suffix <laughs> to it. And uh, so the Bering Street and the Golden Gate are both straights. So the Golden Gate is also a straight. Okay. And I had to look up what straight was because just like sixth grade geography isn't mm-hmm. cut <laughs> for me. <Yeah. laughs> so um, the, a straight is, from what I understand, when there is like sort of a little, it, it's what divides bodies of water basically. So um, if you have like a little bay that like feeds into the ocean, it's like the part that separates those two bodies of water. And it's very often a result of land, like just almost touching. And so Mm -hmm. straits are normally like shallower than the rest of the water on either side of the strait. Does that make sense? It's hard to describe in a podcast, but like um, there's like a little stretch of land that's shallow. And so like apparently even in the space between Russia and Alaska, the deepest point of the strait is something only like, I think it's like 300 meters. I yeah, I watched a TikTok from a few years ago of people just walking across it. It took really? like 20 minutes or something. Yeah. Oh, my God. 
I didn't, I haven't seen that. That's so cool. It took 20 minutes. Wait, I think it's like 50 miles though. Okay. Maybe like crossing the border region oh. or something. <laughs> yeah. Or, or crossing it like width wise too, maybe. Sure. Yeah. I, I don't know. Um, but still 50 miles isn't that long. Like it's not, it's not short enough that you can walk it in 20 minutes, but yeah, it's yeah, not yeah. as long as in my head it would be like, it seems like that those two places are very far apart, but yeah. they're not that far apart. Um, okay. But yeah, so anyways, um, so both things are straights. Now I'm going to be talking for forever because I can't explain this efficiently. So I'm so sorry in advance to both the listeners and to you, Sam. No, I'm ready. Okay. So the Bering Strait is, is widely believed apparently to be how people traveled from the continent of Asia to the Americas in like the paleo paleolithic mm-hmm. times right mm-hmm. so it is the way that like humanity civilization spread and I mean I think this is super relevant given like the time travel stuff but yep. also just like the Sapoconikini themes of like what was yes, here before of colonization of yes yeah, yeah. how yeah. did we get here yeah yeah um exactly how did we get here and like what is human nature like Mm -hmm. what are we all doing here and then also the the like um cultural tendency to erase fucking everything that came before because uh with the ice age uh this is the theory at least that like glaciers melted so much that it rose the ocean level and with that ocean level rising, it covered the land so that there's no more, that those continents were no longer connected mm-hmm. um, or those, those pieces of land were no longer connected. Okay. Uh, should I pause there? <laughs> do, do, you, do you have commentary on that so far? <laughs> I love that you've woven in here both like the future, like the possibility of a sub- suspension bridge linking these two places in the future, but also the Bering Strait, which is the Wikipedia page I had open as you were talking. Um, no, I think this is amazing. This is great. Um, I think when I think about the two places she noted too, um, like the Bering Strait and the Golden Gate Bridge, it, north america right it's a kind of two posts um width wise across the entire country um the east and the west of of country of the continent um yeah no so the the um the the uh, what do you call it the 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 like point of the Bering Strait that hits America is mm-hmm. still on the west. It's still with San Francisco on that coast because it's oh, because it's above. I was thinking yes, it was the yes. opposite side. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yep. Yeah, okay. Exactly because it's Kay. above. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I have the page open right here too. It's so funny. It's hard to it's it's hard to read and listen at the same time, and it's also yeah. hard for me at least to conceptualize these things because of the way that we're used to seeing the map. For me at least, that might be yeah. just like a personal limitation, but. Um, okay, so there's that. And like you said, so because the um, the theory that this was a natural bridge before and then linked with the idea that like in the future this could become a bridge, it reminded me just of like this cyclical theme that we have on our giant list of themes going on through mm-hmm. divers, right? So we have bridge, collapse of bridge, re... Uh, establishing of bridge mm-hmm. and then if she's talking about a bridge being felled um like f-e-l-l-e-d later 
mm-hmm. then it's like another collapse of the bridge just for it to come up. So it's just like the same sort of cycle. We are like cycling between ways that those two places are bridged and then inaccessible to each other and then bridged again. Does that make sense? It does. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. Yeah. So that, that was like another thing that I was thinking. And then I was looking into the Golden Gate because I was like, hey, how does the, how is this? Like, related like why to this street? one? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Why this one? Exactly. And, I mean, oh, I noticed, too, just linguistically, that she says golden gate and then golden age, which mm-hmm. is, like, a nice little. But then she also does the same thing with bearing, because in the previous verse, it ended with um, bearing weight, trading, yeah. or taking fire and trading smoke. I didn't notice that. Yeah. Like, nice one, Joanna. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so I looked into the Golden Gate. And the Golden Gate, as I said, is a strait. So the Golden Gate Bridge is named because the strait there, that little stretch of land between the two pieces of land. Uh, look at a map if this is confusing. Um, yeah, it's called the Golden Gate. And um, it, I read a whole bunch about this, and it's really interesting, but... One of the things I thought was noteworthy about the Golden Gate is that uh, it was kind of elusive. Like explorers like around Columbus's time were trying to figure out a way that they could travel by water wester, like across America. Mm-hmm. So from the Pacific Ocean on the west through America without having to go through the actual continent. So just on water mm-hmm. through to Europe. They wanted okay. like because it would be most they efficient for them to yeah yeah and like to to transport goods it's more efficient for like a company say or like mm-hmm. you know a group of people to not have to like deal with ships and then horses and then whatever right so to just have this one way of transporting goods from place to place and so it's actually maybe surprisingly maybe not really difficult to just travel by water from the west coast through the America. Mm-hmm. Uh, through the Americas to um, Europe because you're either going to run into ice or land or what have you. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so it was like a really big um, in that time to be looking for this like route of travel. And I don't know, the Golden Gate was like right around the places that they were exploring. But, but so in reading about this, I read the following. So on the Wikipedia for Golden Gate, there's this little part that says, on July 1st, 1846, before the discovery of gold in California, the entrance acquired a new name. Uh, It used to be called the Boca del Puerto de San Francisco. So the mouth of the port of San Francisco. Sorry for my butchering of the pronunciation. Um, Okay, so uh, blah, blah, blah. The entrance acquired a new name. In his memoirs, John C. Fremont wrote, to this gate, I gave the name of Chrysopile, or Golden Gate, for the same reasons that the harbor of Byzantium was called Chrysoceros, or Golden Horn. He went on to comment that the strait was a golden gate to trade with the Orient. Okay. So the idea is that like it is supposed to be paving the way for us to be able to get back to the or to the orient to the what to the east Mm -hmm. um to asia and so that both straits are 
in this weird way linked to making connections with the continent across the ocean is the reason I think maybe that's my best theory as to why she's mentioning both of these places specifically. And then I'm so sorry, Sam one. (laughs) I'm just talking so much, but this was like the thing that I was so excited about for this podcast. Okay. For this episode. Um, Then I was like, but why is she so concerned with making these connections between the continents? Like, this is a new theme, according to me, at least, like, as as far as I know, on this album. Then I was like, oh, wait, later on this album, she's talking about being stuck on this island. So this is why we are bound to an island, to this round desert island. And I was like, oh, my God, here's what I think she's doing. (laughs) I... I think she's comparing the way that she, as the time traveler's wife, is stuck to this island of Earth when we're talking about her partner going and traveling the multiverses and different timelines and all that shit, space, and she's stuck and bound to this island of Earth. She's comparing that, I think, maybe, with the way in which people were bound and stuck to the islands um, before we had, or like, in the times between the times between the bridges, exactly in the times between we have ways to travel between the two of these, the, the two continents. And so I think that she is in, she's stuck in this time where there is no bridge, uh, this metaphorical bridge between the Island of earth that she's on and the bridge that would connect her to like be wherever her time traveling husband is. Just a quick note from Nikki while I'm editing this that Sam's audio cut out here. So I'm not sure what she said, but it comes back right away. So I'm responding to something that you guys don't hear. Well, I don't I don't know. So maybe gender roles, maybe because of. I don't know, because here's the thing, if the theory we were talking about before is right, where she has seen shit because she herself is a time traveler then like why doesn't she have access to travel time too sorry my audio was weird so we're we took a quick break um (laughs) we were talking about why our narrator doesn't have access to time travel in the same way right we were talking about the bridges um i had something else to say about the bridges too Mm. i don't know it's just very sapiconican e the way you tied that in together i love it i love it i love it and then also, like, who has access to that? Who has access to any of this kind of travel? Like, I don't know. Like, the soldiers apparently do. But, like, yeah, why doesn't she exactly? Like, maybe it has to do with, like, maybe she traveled too far back in time at some point. I, I, I don't know. It doesn't, I don't know. It doesn't make sense. Um, no, that me. part of it I don't, I don't get. Yeah, me either. But maybe she does, because, like, how can she... I guess it's past tense. I saw the Bering Strait and the Golden Gate. So I guess I didn't... It's not I see. So Mm -hmm. it's not like she's currently in some far back in time place. Right, right, right. Maybe it's that she does have access to time travel, but what she doesn't have access to is where where and when exactly Mm -hmm. her partner went. Sure. what dimension what universe yeah which is totally fair how could you possibly track that right so like she's lacking the bridge because she doesn't know what island (laughs) 
mm-hmm. what what metaphorical island her partner is on. Yeah. Now, what was it when we were talking about? Oh yeah, so the, remember when I said that like what I have my questions about this first part relate to the last part. Mm-hmm. The reason that I think that they might relate or that like similar questions pop up for the two is because if she's saying I saw the Bering Strait and the Golden Gate, to me like how to think about this woman might depend a little bit on uh, whether we're talking about these future like Bering Strait bridges and the mm-hmm. Golden Gate Bridge in the future. Or if we're talking about uh, like the Bering Street and the Golden Gate um, when they were both really like land bridges basically or like involved in, in, in crossing the, the continents in a different way. Mm-hmm. Because if she saw them in the future, then that might give us reason to think that she has time traveled in the future or she's originally from the future and she's come back. But if but if she's seen them in the past when they were like the land versions of those bridges, then either we think that she's traveled back in time and then like returned to her original destination, which is mm-hmm. now or something. I don't know. Similar questions. I don't know. There's so many mentions here to specific things in different points in time. Is that a true thing? The Great Divide... Like Brown Lake, Capital City, maybe not. The Great Wars. I think she's been all over the place, yeah. all over the time, right? Like, I think she does have some experience with time travel because she knows all of these things. Unless, <laughs> unless it's that she's able to keep that knowledge somehow between lives, right? Oh. Like, unless it's like... Oh, interesting. Some kind of holding on to past experiences or like some greater knowledge that she's able to access. Because it doesn't make sense for her to live, for her to have lived one life across all of this time. Unless she's just time traveling back and forth. But I, yeah. I love the idea that she has this like, would you call it gener- generational knowledge or just like, I don't even know what, like different iterations of yourself knowledge like I don't I don't know what it is yeah I think maybe maybe generational knowledge and maybe just like this like I don't know how else how else would you share how else would you share that I don't know that's a really interesting know. thought though because it does seem like she's like our narrative is just very like um not knowledgeable is not the word I'm looking for, but like experienced. It seems like she's experienced a bunch. She seems to know a lot too. Like she seems to like when she says like swear, I saw our mistake. So like she knows that it was a mistake. She like thought that she knew when she was seeing the thing that it was a mistake. Mm-hmm. She uh, saw the Bering Street and the golden gate. And she's trying to like keep all of her wisdom and information and knowledge guarded because maybe like she's not supposed to, have that information like I don't know it's all very mysterious all incredibly compelling to me mm-hmm. oh for sure um want to talk about the golden age yeah I do <laughs> so I mean I'm sure golden age can mean many different things the one that I gravitated towards was um Greek mythology obviously Mm -hmm. um 
So the golden age denotes a period of primordial peace, harmony, stability, and prosperity. This is just from Wikipedia. During this age, peace and harmony prevailed in that people did not have to work to feed themselves uh, for the earth provided food in abundance. They lived to a very old age with a youthful appearance, eventually dying peacefully with spirits living on as guardians, which I like if that's just like, oh, the shared knowledge that she has comes mm. from these, these guardian spirits. Um, okay, but there's a few different ages. Boop, boop, boop. Scrolling, scrolling. Hey, where's my different ages? Ages of man. We have. Gold and silver, bronze and iron, is that right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. I don't know anything about them, though, so. <laughs> um, yeah, Golden Age is the only one that falls. This is all related to Greek mythology, but yeah. Um, so there's the Golden Age, which we talked about. There's the Silver Age. Um, men in the Silver Age lived for 100 years under the dominion of their mothers. Ooh. They lived only a short time as grown adults and spent that time in strife with one another. During this age, men refused to worship the gods, and Zeus destroyed them for their impiety. After death, humans of this age became blessed spirits of the underworld. In the Bronze Age, men of the Bronze Age were hearted and tough, as war was their purpose and passion. Sounds like a <laughs> song in itself. <laughs> Zeus created these humans out of ash tree. Their armor was forged, forged of bronze, as were their homes and tools. The men of this age were undone by their own violent ways and left no named spirits. Instead, they dwell in the dark house of Hades. The heroic age is the one that does not correspond with any metal. It's the only age that improves upon the ages that it follows. Um, it was the heroes of this age who fought it, uh, Thebes and Troy, Thebes and Troy. Um, and then the Iron Age, humans lived in existence of toil and misery. Children dishonor their parents, brother fights with brother, and the social contract between guest and host is forgotten. During this year, during this age, might makes right, and bad men use lies to be thought good. At the height of this age, humans no longer feel shame or indignation at wrongdoing. Babies will born with, babies will be born with gray hair, and the gods oh, will have no. completely forsaken humanity. There will be no help against evil. So from what I read, we are currently in the Iron Age, but I guess not at the height of the Iron Age, given that yeah. babies are still not born with gray hair. But uh -huh. <laughs> mythologically, we're still in the Iron Age, I think. I think. I mean, yeah, it sounds awful. Sounds awful. Not <laughs> the goal. Um, okay, so loving. Now that you like, were reading the definition of the Golden Age... And I had the context of what you said before about the unfelled Garden of Eden connection. Uh, it seems more Eden-y to me here. Like the Golden Age just seems like the Greek mythology way of describing the Garden of Eden, kind of. Right? Like humans didn't have to work for their food. They like lived in abundance. Everything was fucking hunky-dory <laughs> in the Golden Age. Um, in the same way that it was in the Garden of Eden. And so she's like talking about... I guess that just like drives home the idea of whatever human nature, or human tendency, or like the complicated theories about what caused the fall of man are too much to get into here. But like whatever it is that causes our demise, um, I think she's, she's commenting on that or reflecting on that, but like in a way where she's tying in 
like that it's a theme in both fucking Christianity and in mm-hmm. Greek mythology, mm-hmm. I think is going to come up uh, probably again in this album before Time as a Symptom, but I at least know it in Time as a Symptom that she brings in Greek mythology and um, Christianity specifically into the same like verse. And I think she might be doing it here in a way that I never realized until this conversation. It's also very specific though, right? Like, I saw the Bering Strait and the Golden Gate in silent suspension of their golden age. So what is the golden age of these two straits? What is like what is like the time of abundance for these two precise locations? Is it when people are able to humans are able to cross on land or is it one when those pathways have been felled? Like what yeah. defines a golden age there? Straight yeah yeah it's <laughs> <laughs> a really good question how does a straight flourish interesting uh yeah i don't know that's a really good point though that like it yeah in their golden age and again it depends too on like if we're talking about the bridge that connects those two places or if we're talking about just like the land masses themselves mm-hmm. or like yeah what's going on <laughs> couldn't tell you i could not tell you no One thing I just noticed when I was on the Golden Age Wikipedia page is it says that in classical Greek mythology, the Golden Age was presided over by the leading Titan Cronus. And, oh, never mind. I was going to say that Cronus, I was confusing him with Kronos, um, Mm. the god of time, but he is not the god of time. I've made this mistake on the podcast before, too. Oh, but it says you can spell his name Kronos or Cronus. He also uses a sickle. His weapon is a sickle. Yeah, because he is the god of what now? He's the god of... Oh, interesting. He's usually depicted with a harp, a scythe, or a sickle. (laughs) Um, Huh. Okay, yeah. And so I guess... He's associated with like harvest, grain, uh, snakes. (laughs) So I guess harvesting, which will be interesting again in time as a symptom, but I'm not sure about the connection. Scroll down and look at the painting by Peter Paul Rubens of Cronus devouring one of his children. Gross. Yeah. He's just ripping into this little baby. Oh, he's so old in that picture too. (laughs) What an awful painting. Yeah, that's a pretty oh. brutal painting. Oh, I zoomed in. Get out of here. <laughs> no. Um, Oy. Crazy. This is all crazy. <laughs> There's so much to look into. You could, like, oh, my God. Even just this Wikipedia, Wikipedia page I could spend so long on, which, like, I might. We might do that for, like, a bonus episode at some point. But, oh, my God. Oh, okay. Um, what else about this verse? Do you have anything else? I'm just looking over the last few lines. You can barely tell if I guard it well, where I have been and seen. Yeah. I mean, I agree so much with what you said at the beginning that there's like this secret knowledge that our narrator has that for some reason she can't share. I wonder if it's like, uh the time they people like burned witches that like she can't share this because she knows what the future holds i don't know yeah or like yeah like some repercussion of society like that like 
Mm-hmm. Exactly. That like people wouldn't accept. Like, so then like, why is she privileged? Why is it a secret between her and like her charm traveling partner? Like, I don't know. Lots of questions. Or that like by naming what happened, that that changes the course of time somehow that ripple effect yeah. like if you were to say if she were to say to john before he left and maybe she did who knows like don't do this this is just the fourth in a cycle of wars like this yeah. isn't it's not worth it don't do it it's just gonna keep repeating and if that had changed his mind yeah like what is that effect in the future dude what you said just know. reminded me so last night do you ever watch like old movies old movies meaning like movies from the 50s or like Mm, not often like I never do I like I am I hate this about myself because it sounds so like I don't know just like basic or something of me but like I can't handle I have a hard time handling movies in general like I'm just not good with movies but like black and white movies especially I'm like oh my god like I can't it's so (laughs) boring but um I this is not a black and white movie that I watched last night, but it's a movie from I think 1954. But I watched a room, uh, um, a movie last night with David called Back Window. I think it's an Alfred Hitchcock movie, mm-hmm. and it was excellent. But I only bring this up because I like the thing that was by far hardest for me to get over was not that it was boring because it was not. It was riveting, but it the way that like our main character who is Jimmy Stewart, who's like, we're supposed to be on his side and we're supposed to like, like him and and think he's charming. The way he talks to Grace Kelly, who was like the, the leading female role is appalling. He was just, he'd just Mm -hmm. be like, can you shut up? And like, uh, (laughs) stop speaking nonsense when she's like bringing up perfectly reasonable points. And so I was just picturing when you were saying like, maybe the woman was saying shit and I'm just picturing Jimmy Stewart being like, shut up over there. Yeah. <laughs> You're a woman. <laughs> Stop yeah. talking. <laughs> Very well could have been. Um, I kind of love the idea and I don't even really know how to make sense of it. I kind of love the idea that what our narrator has done is she is like secretly from the future and she's traveled back in time and she's seen like, like way back in time like she's explored all throughout time and she's like seen a bunch of shit and then she's landed in like our present quote-unquote like present timeline and then like she you know like met somebody in that timeline like fell in love with him and now is talking about him trying to dissuade him from time travel and I kind of love the idea that she like never even tells him that like mm. it's her own little secret that she's actually from the future and she's mm-hmm. like I'm fucking telling you don't do this and no one's listening to me because I don't know why maybe it's because I'm a woman maybe whatever but like I kind of love the idea that she has all this knowledge because she she is actually like maybe because it's the future and maybe in the future like women are afforded more pl- privilege or something I don't know just that she has this secret that like no one else can touch her on Mm -hmm. but that's me stretching way the fuck out um but i just love this idea that she's mysterious and guarding something and that she has to guard it and yeah i don't know that she just knows more than the rest of uh, than the rest of us 
Yeah, and I think you said this already too, but it's and if you and you can barely tell. So you can tell a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> you can tell a little bit. Why do I love that so much? I love it. Love it. <laughs> I just love the idea that something can affect you so deeply and that like like if you're paying attention to someone, like you can see their experiences, mm-hmm. like the things that they've had to endure and that they've seen and like yep. that that can't help but see through just like our very essences and beings like oh my god that that thought gets me so excited I'm also drinking wine so like that could be feeling my excitement a little bit but like yeah it just gets me super stoked yeah especially in the context of this song I think it's really interesting yeah thank you guys so much for listening to part six of Waltz of the 101st Lightborn we so appreciate you we will be be Beep boop, beep beep beep. Beep beep. We are very articulate and calm and professional and serious. So thank you for your continued support in our professionalism. Thank you so much for that. We will be back next week, is what I was trying mm-hmm. to say, with part seven of Waltz of the 101st Lightborn. And then I think this will be a, an eight-parter in total. So, uh, oh, Jesus. For that. I know, that's crazy. Um, okay, we have a Patreon you should check out. There are early episode releases there, as well as some bonus episodes. Um, so I'll link to that in the show notes. You should also check out the really cool articles too that I link in the show notes just because they're fascinating and there's so much to learn there that we don't have a chance to, to like wholly discuss on mm-hmm. the podcast. So check those out. Um, Sam does a really good job running our Instagram. It is a hopeless endeavor podcast. Um, you said send us an email. Send, I don't know if I did. Send us an email. Uh, hopeless endeavor at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. We would love if you did. Facebook, Hopeless Endeavor, Jenison Podcast. What children's book is it where they say we would be very pleased if you did? I don't what know. is that? Oh, that's going to bother me now. But we would be very pleased if you did. We'd be very pleased if you did. Keep closing us out. I have to know what that is. <laughs> I feel like also we would be very appreciative if you guys sent in voice memos. Sam and I always love that. And also it's just like a nice break to hear someone else's voice um, for our listeners. So mm-hmm. so send us that if you're if you're brave enough. We dare you. Oh, it's fucking the cat in the hat. Google didn't tell me. Oh. I think it's the cat in the hat. I should see that. Okay, anyway, thank you so much. Bye. Bye.